Collins is next. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Fun Point, a podcast where two friends force each other to listen to new music. I'm Eddie Colazzo, and with me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. This is side one. Flip, Flip me, me over. over. Uh, this week, it's a patron pick. Uh, this is uh, suggested by patron Watgat, who says, Hi, Fun Point Boys. I'm listening to Take This to Your Grave Fallout Boy 2003 with my morning coffee and IMO. It still slaps. This isn't how I wanted this to happen, but I think that needs to be my Fun Point pick. So... Uh, that's what we did these past couple weeks. We did it. We did it. Uh, thank you, Pete. No, thank you, Pete. Thank you, um, Patrick, both our friend and Stump. Yeah, I, uh, I tried to figure out, cause longtime listeners will know that I'm not very familiar with Fall Out Boy, and that'll sort of pan out through the rest of this episode. But like mm-hmm. every note on this album, like every, uh, genius reply is just somebody saying, Damn, Pete said this, and then somebody else says, uh, Patrick well, like, did this actually fuck you. Wait, this is from what I, cause I never, I feel like when, uh, both, when both of these two bands that I'll mention were at like their pop punk peak, Ooh. uh, you, you couldn't like both of them. Like you had to pick a side. And it was either Fallout Boy or it was My Chemical Romance. Right. Um, and I was a My Chemical Romance kid. That's, that's. Uh, if you couldn't tell by everything about me. Yeah, of course. Um, um uh, uh-huh. I, I've always connected, like, I have some groups of threes in my brain that have just always been connected. So one of, mm-hmm. one of the groups of threes that are always connected in my brain is Fall Out Boy, My Chemical Romance, and Panic at the Disco. And I mm-hmm. always sort of situated those as like the same kind, in the same way that like, I ha- I think of Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, and Will Ferrell as like a, a, tr- a trio. It's like, are yeah. you, a, are you a Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, or My Chemical <laughs> Romance person versus like, mm-hmm. are you a, are you a Simpsons family guy or South Park kind of guy? You know, it's like yeah, those are exactly. just like three sort of. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, the Holy thanks, Trinities. Thanks to this podcast, I'm two thirds of the way to figuring out which one I am. Oh, I can't wait to listen to the High Hopes album. Yeah, I wonder which yeah. song we're going to both pick for Slap City that time. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how much of that there is in the, in the, this, cause I feel like Fall Out Boy more than, maybe this is just, you know, how I've been exposed to them. But, uh, it's, it's Pete. Pete Wentz, who is a pervert. I don't know. He just get, he gives a weird vibe. I don't know if he is like a sex pervert, but he seems like one. Uh, parody. Um, satire. But I feel like Fall Out Boy fans always say when it's, you know how when you're, you're reading, when your English teacher says, you know, this is, we, we use the term the speaker. Right. Because we can't say for sure this, these are what the, this is what the author thinks. Fall Out Boy fans love to say like when Pete wrote this, like okay, yeah. like for everything. <laughs> um, I did. I did open Google dot com, and I can't confirm that he's a pervert. So okay, cool, great, fantastic. Yeah, got that. Like, like standard or like uh, jumbo spicy. I jumbo spicy. Okay, fantastic, great. Well, <laughs> we we will not talk about Pete on this on this episode then. Um, but first we have, uh, tell Mick that he just made my list of things to do today. This is what Fallout Boy titles sound like. This is what, and that's my thing with, so, so the thing is that from my understanding of Fallout Boy is like for a lot of the songs, Pete write them, Patrick say them. Yes, that's what it seems like. From Um, what I know, yes, that seems to be true. Okay, because this is the voice. Mm -hmm. Like this is the voice that I think of when I think of pop punk. And I was not, I, I was maybe half familiar with one or two of these songs but Mm. i i was it wasn't like paramore where it was like every song on riot i was like oh yeah this one 
I knew, like, tracks, like, two to four on this one. You knew the ones that were on Rock Band Video Game. The one that was on Rock Band Video Game, and one that was probably on, like, uh, I don't know, Guitar Hero, like, bonus hits, or something like that. Right. Oh, I Uh, love that one. Yeah, I knew those. Uh Uh-huh. Bro, I love that. That's what every Fall Out Boy song sounds like. Uh, That being said, I do like some of them. So, I do like some of them. I, I feel just, like I feel like for where they are now in their careers, we can fucking roast them. Like we can bury them. Oh yeah, yeah because they made the, that Uma Thurman song. I so. went to the oh my god, I went to the um <laughs> yeah like their top five Spotify songs and mm-hmm. like I and you know I like to have an open mind. I don't like to be a boomer about like I'm the guy who says that I like Old Paramore, but I also think Hard Times is a really good song. I'm that mm. kind of guy. Yeah, of course. Man, I popped into the new Follow Up Boy stuff. I don't care for it very it's much. Not good. They they make fucking like um Lincoln Town Car commercial music now. Like yeah, there's that's what they do. There's a song with uh Macklemore from rap that uh, okay that has more listens on Spotify than Sugar We're Going Down. Fantastic. Very confusing to me. And see, I, I totally understand, like, you know, we just mentioned Paramore did the same thing, like, getting bored of pop punk after playing it for fucking 12 years and doing something else. Yeah. But I feel like what Paramore did was, like, interesting and cool, and and Fall Out Boy said, we're gonna do um, music for Old Navy commercials. Yeah, they're gonna so. do Remember Me for Centuries. Mm-hmm. As someone, like, turns around wearing a new fleece sweater and smiles. Yeah. Remember like, Me for <laughs> Nissan Century. For, for yeah, for the Nissan summer sale. Remember <laughs> our deals. Um, the, it does have. I I was just trying to. Uh, you know when this came out, two thousand three. You yeah. know this shit was like hitting back then. Oh yeah. But now it is so much like okay, we have all the like this song is about a girlfriend who you want to get hit killed in a car accident. That is every uh, song on this album is just there's this is a lot of the times we'll find on Fun Point there'll be sort of like character development where it's like what's up I'm Tyler the Creator and I'm kind of like angry and broody but then I sort of find uh, the glitter song and like I mm-hmm. I feel sort of better about things now. Mm-hmm. This is 12 songs about how you want to kill your cheating girlfriend. <laughs> uh, and not one happy birthday to be found. Right. Uh, within, within this, uh. Listen, but, you're, but you're right what you know. See, the thing is, you, you write what you know exactly, but sometimes there, there would be times when I'd be doing the, the Jay-Z nod. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Li- I listen. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with this one. I like it. Yeah. And it, listen, if I were, if I were born a few years, uh, in the past and I was, I had my, I was gonna be like, did we, did they have like headphones back then? But they did. Um, <laughs> they did. They probably, they had, um, I had um, my iPod Apple. shuffle yeah. and I mm-hmm. was in line to vote for Jonathan Carey. I would probably mm-hmm. be listening to this and being like, damn, they don't make them like this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> See, this one says written by Patrick Stump and Pete Wentz. So. It's impossible to, to, nobody knows. Everybody's just guessing. I, I think I, I do. Um, as we mentioned, Pete Wentz canceled, not a friend of the pod. Patrick Stump, from what I know about him, just seems like he is, uh, I left the window open here, so there's a, kind of a monster or something uh-huh. growling outside. I'll get that in a second. Patrick Stump, for what he does in the band, is like a huge guitar head and knows all about fucking, like, electronics and has all these ridiculous setups. He's like, And he has, like, weird guitars from, like, 1936 and all this shit. But then mm-hmm. he plays Fall Out Boy music with it. Like it's his choice. It's his choice. He seems like a guy who'd be super into 
like collecting stamps or something and not because his name is stump but like you know one of those hobbies like he's really into like old maps right or like he's like he's like like a keyboard head he's kind of like a keyboard head like he's posting but all of his he's the guy who is a super hardcore keyboard head but he only uh like recreates old ibm beam spring keyboards like right that's it like he's not getting rgb he's not getting that new shit he wants fucking alps switches in there uh that's what he's into did you know that Mick is a slur for an Irishman? I uh, yeah, I think I knew that, but also I thought it was just a guy. Um, right, it is the from the common Irish name Michael, according to Wiktionary. I learned something from this album. You learned how to be racist. Thanks. I, thanks I learned how to do anti-Irish big- bigotry. Uh, okay. next I, I'm up, Irish. I can say it. Next up, we have Dead on Arrival. Uh, <laughs> this song whips ass. It's weird to hear without the like clicking of rock band drums. Without that, the, the yeah, the this was like the first rock band song that I could play on expert and feel good about it. Damn, like where it was like satisfying to play that wasn't just like you know the Ramones or something. I was, I was. Thing. See, I rock band drums are always my favorite thing to play, but mm. I would, I would be the the virgin who would be like, okay, somebody else work the like kick pedal and I'll do the. Uh. Because I, I, it's it's too much too much brain work to do the two things at once. I couldn't do it. Multi drum drifting. Yeah, yeah. This I, it, and it was the, the first one that was like actually, it was difficult enough, but it still felt satisfying when you like fucked up a little bit because there's some cool fills in it. Right, you weren't just going dun 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 dun. Say yeah. it ain't so. Yeah, yeah. Andy Hurley, shout out to Andy Hurley on the drums. Uh, great job on this one, bud. This is sign one. Leave me alone. Kind of seems like a song one thing. I would have put this one first because that, or maybe like the last song before, uh, you actually have to flip the record over before before we check in with the Patreon. Like this is where. Yes, you, yes, 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 yes. What I do, but love, also, yeah. Mm-hmm. What I do love about this song is I love Miss Susie had a tugboat type shit. Uh-huh. You know, I love. I've always been just thrilled by those hilarious songs. Uh-huh. And this one has that moment of like, um, this conversation's been dead on, dead on a rivalry uh, be- goes so deep between me, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, kind of, so, damn, you're on some MF Doom shit. That's some MF, <laughs> the thing is though, it, it is kind of a long walk. It's, it is. It's, I had to really like sit and think, and that's not usually what you're supposed to do with pop punk, is like stop to think about what the sentence means. Pete Wentz, other than being a sex pervert or whatever he did, is that guy in your, like, philosophy class who doesn't shut the fuck up. But it's about, like, damn, it really is sometimes you die. Yeah, me taking the the GRE and it says, can you rephrase what this sentence says? This conversation's been dead on a rivalry goes so deep between me and you and this loss of sleep over you. (laughs) So so there's a rivalry between me and my insomnia. Uh-huh. And we're fighting over, uh, this conversation. It's just, it's not as quippy as the line from the first song where it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pee pee on you to put you out if you were on fire. That one, you know what, you know what they're about. Um, this song is the rare exception where there's two things that always, are, if, if there's a song about it, it's never good and it never slaps. The first is, um, when you're, when you're singing a song about like rock and roll. Right. Um, yes. It's always bad. Also, whenever people writing songs use, you know, uh, like, here, here's your verse and shit like that, I'm writing you a chorus, it's usually not good. Right. Um, but here they managed to pull it off, so if I had, that's probably the part that Patrick Stump wrote. 
Right, that must be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I do like as listed in in the in the lyrics. Here is your woo. <laughs> Got Ric Flair on the track. Yeah. <laughs> Featuring um fucking uh, what's his name? Never mind. The guy who killed Drake. <laughs> Meek Mill. Push it. Push it. Uh, rip. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Ever hate us? Here, I just happened to click on this one. Uh, here is your woo, because I clicked on it, Ric Flair. Ever hate a song the first time you hear it, but after a few listens grow to love it? This is how Pete hopes to grow on his love interest. Like a song that's hard to forget. Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And there, and there's a, 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 like, stock image of a woman shooting, like, music notes out of her ears, but she looks like, oh, um, Phoenix from X-Men. Too. Yeah, so. <laughs> cool shit. Yep, top, <laughs> top comment from Scotch Tape Hearts a year ago. One uh, upvote. Pete didn't write this one. Yep. <laughs> Get his ass. Uh, uh, anything else? Where on is your boy tonight? I hope Next he up is a gentleman. Is Grand Theft Auto and where is your boy? Uh, I There's one thing I fucking despise about this song and this is kind of a, a plague across pop punk but especially um is, it how, is it how he says town it's how he says town i wanted to kill him every time he said that it's because the first time when he's saying it with no like music behind him he says it normal right he says this part of town but every other time is this part of town right this is the song because it starts off with the there's no no, no music just voice hard mode Mm-hmm. This is where I realized that this is what this is the voice that all musicians used before the front bottoms came in and changed everything. Yeah, like every yeah. band in after nine eleven until the front bottoms sounded exactly like this guy. It was yeah, it exactly. was the mid Atlantic accent of music mm-hmm. before like fucking Taxi Driver or whatever came and changed. Well, that's so how much. you yeah yeah that's how you can easily date music. If a guy's talking like this, see, then you know that it's Humphrey Bogart and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's the Gaslight Anthem. Then it's it's either Humphrey Bogart or the Gaslight Anthem, so it could be from nineteen nineteen thirty nine or two thousand and sixteen. But when they say town, it could be either the guy from Blink eighty two or the guy from Fall Out Boy. Yeah. I was gonna. Can I? Tell Where you, are this you? My brain. Everybody knows my brain is like a sieve these days because I was gonna start singing Gaslight Anthem in the voice, mm-hmm. and I the song I was gonna start singing was "Give Me Three Steps," which is a <laughs> Leonard Skinner song. <laughs> If I leave here tomorrow. <laughs> it works. Mm-hmm. If I leave this town tomorrow. Exactly. Here, let's go. Uh, will, um, but then it would have to be, it would have to be something like, um, gro- it would be like, will your teeth remember me? Yeah. <laughs> like, it would be something like that. Anyway. Uh, I, I hope I hope he's a gentleman. So we got three songs in before um, talking about the town sucking. So I feel like that's a pretty good like that's that's about the best you can expect. I also don't know, you know? what he's saying in the chorus about where like, is your. Mm-hmm. So it's so this is like a I see I see pretty girl with boyfriend and I say darn, um, or this is maybe like an ex that you want to get back with who has I, no. Boy. I think it's I think it's about being friend zoned. So if we take it, uh, where is your boy tonight? I hope he's a gentleman. Okay, so some other guy. Maybe he won't find out what I know. Uh, since this means nothing, I guess we have to take it in consideration with... So, so, so here's the whole, whole statement. 
I hope your boyfriend is nice. You are nice. <laughs> like, that's kind of the the overall... But, uh, that, but what, if he's a gentleman, wouldn't he find out that? But but see, then if you think about it, maybe he won't find out. That That seems to me that it's like a secret. Because if it was like a positive, you'd say like maybe he won't realize or maybe he won't understand. But to find out something, it usually implies a negative outcome. Right. So maybe he won't. Uh, 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 Pete probably wrote this one, so you know. it's the the closest one I could find is like maybe it's like a because like if you're it's 2003 and you're in a pop punk band and you're talking about a guy being a gentleman, you're probably talking about like him being like sexually respectful. Yeah. But then it's like, you were the last good thing about this part of town, so it's like, maybe he won't find out that, like, she's got one good gloop. Oh, and and he's the bad gloop. He's respecting her sexual prowess, even though he's mad. Okay. Maybe Patrick yeah. wrote this one. Uh, can we talk about one, another line that fucking it, drove me up the wall? Is it about pants? Someday I'll appreciate value. Yeah, I'll buy it, call you. You can't say appreciating value in a fucking song. It's like the opposite of cellar door. <laughs> yeah, it's it just reminded me of the stock market. It's it's not good. Is I thought the lyric was waking up with pants off. Because genius is telling me it's on. I don't remember if I I, I just went off the genius lyrics. So wake okay, so maybe it is waking up with pants on. Um that that does that means like sleep jeans. Like, yeah, you got sleep jeans on. It's brand new. Fa- it's two. It's I'm. Oh, I've stayed up all night watching Family Guy, which hasn't been canceled the first time yet, and I'm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my pants are still on. Yeah, damn, that's crazy. This is oh, damn. Uh, I've, I'm feeling like Dane Cook, employee of the month. Can't wait for that movie to come out. Wearing your jeans alone on a Friday night. God, you're pathetic. <laughs> um. All right. Are we? Are you ready to move on to Saturday? Can tell, um, I can tell the folks aren't home on this episode. Exactly. Got the whole place to myself and the, the windows open. So let's go. Right. Um, I, uh, is this, I feel like this is the one where they start doing like screams for no reason. Yeah. This is where Pete shows up and starts doing screaming on the bridge. Okay. So at first he just does say me and Pete in the wake of Saturday. Like just talk about my friends. Talking about Mr. Buttigieg. Mr. Buddha, yeah. <laughs> Doing the dance together. Um, so, the, the, so here's where we get, you know, the, the big hardcore screams, which only, there's only a little bit, but it's, uh, at the part that's like, basically the, the, the clean lyrics are, I, ne- I read about the la- afterlife, but I never really lived. But they, they, the, like, harsh vocals come in right at the start. So it's just Pete screaming, I read! <laughs> like, cool, dude. Awesome. I do. So apparently this is like their big closer at concerts. They would always close with Saturday, which like that must have sucked to have to close with just doing like pig squeal every night after already singing for an hour. (laughs) Yeah. But that's why Pete does it. Right. Yeah. He's the sort of danger Aaron of the group. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Get him to do all the shit you don't want him to do yourself. Uh This is not a relatable song to me. How so? Because this is, you think, you might think Saturday is epic if you don't have NFL Sunday to look forward to. Exactly. See, Sunday is, is, you, you think Friday or Saturday when you're young, you think that those are the best days. You think we but need when you're open older, doors, we're open-handed. 
you know that Sunday is the best day, not because of the um, all the the NFL Sunday ticket you get to watch that you pay for. Yes, and Red Zone, but it also kind of has that ominous dread of Monday coming up, and you really only appreciate that when you're you yeah, know it keeps you on your toes. Old. Exactly, because it, ha- it has both the good you know something to look forward to, and also the the kind of looming uh, dread that's yeah. ahead for the rest of. And the you week. can go to church. You could go to church and be home in time for seven hours of commercial-free football, so. I mean, people also do go to church on Saturdays, but you could also go on Sunday. If you go to church on Saturday, you're a pervert. Like, All right. (laughs) (laughs) Parody. Parody, you know, satire, etc. Um... Anyway, it's it, I guess this is a song about um, when it's Saturday. No, this is the one it, you finally get one song about depression and having no future instead of I hate my girlfriend. Uh, uh, I thought I read okay, I read about the afterlife, but I never really lived. Um, they were like that's, eighteen that's years talking old about going to church out. and reading the Bible. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I never got to disappear for three days yeah. and then come back Mr. and say Latter-day hello. Saint over here. This is what Jesus said when he when he came back. He said Saturday. That's today. He did say that. <laughs> Do you remember? Dia. Um, anything else for, for Saturday? No, I actually want to gas myself up over this next song. Okay, Homestick at Space Camp. So I... You got in- Listen, we started Fun Point. Landing on a runway in Chicago. <laughs> I'm learning going dream. Precisely. Mm-hmm. I... We started Fun Point in 2012. It's been a long time. And we didn't know as much about music as we do now. Exactly. So, but we, after you do Fun Point for a while, you can be making your notes your first time through this album, and you can see that the next song coming up is called Homesick at Space Camp. And before even listening to the song, you can say, I wonder if Space Camp is a metaphor for touring. And, yeah. <laughs> and it is. It is. Yep. I will never be able to tell you what happens next in Full Metal Alchemist, but I will always be able to tell you what the next song is about on a pop punk album from the mid two thousands. Uh, especially if it's about uh, so it could either be about you know touring or like no one believes in us and now we're we're astronauts. Yeah, I wish I had one yeah. friend that I could sing about later. Uh, uh, so we at this point it's taken um five five tracks, but we've already uh reached the the trinity, the holy the, the trifecta. We have right. um. We have, um, I'm gonna kill my girlfriend in a car accident. Um, we have, um, this town. 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 T-O-W-N with a tilde over it. Right, yeah. And, um, my good, my friends who are good. Like, my boys. You put all of those things in a big triangle and a pepperoni pizza with garlic bread just apparates in the middle. Exactly. Exactly. But, but, see, so this is what's interesting about it. These friends are, new friends are golden. It's not like your boys who you go back with, you know? It's new friends, so... Yeah, how many of us? Better than my fucking girlfriend! Did you... Are you a big Joseph Perry head? I have no idea who that is. Is That's, he the Eagles guitarist? Yeah, he wrote Hotel California. <laughs> it's a play on... The, so, the bridge is like these friends, these friends are golden, or whatever. Um, this is a play on the famous Joseph Perry poem, New Friends and Old Friends, which is the make new friends but keep the old. Those are, It's the thing that Bender says in the Parallel Universe episode of Futurama. Okay. Um, you know, uh, new made friendships like new wine, aged will mellow and refine by my shiny metal ass. I didn't know that this was like a, uh, a famous poem. I just thought it was kind of like a thing that people just share on Facebook. Mm. It's one of, I thought it was one of those like apocryphal, like... yeah. But it's actually, some guy actually sat down and was like, I'm going to make a thing that Bender will say 200 years from now. 
Yeah, he knew what he was doing when he wrote that in fucking 1850 or whatever. Right, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> idiots, I'm going to I'm gonna quote fucking Paradise Lost in my songs. I'm going to be so sure how smart I am. And it's going to be called Lucifer is Hot. I <laughs> Sending this one to you, Papa. Take a look at this. I'm the guy who in high school I would go around and write that entire poem in everybody's yearbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I got my ass kicked every single day. <laughs> Taking up two full pages. Oh my god. I do not miss the politics of how much space you can keep in somebody's uh, ex- yearbook. Yeah. I'm, listen, unless it's like one of my three people who I actually liked, you're getting a hags and getting sent on your way. So. <laughs> uh, we should bring back yearbooks. We should, for maybe, being up maybe, too, we should so, have yearbooks so, so I can thing just draw was like, like Peter Griffin th- in everybody's margins. <laughs> My thing was, like, at a minimum, you're getting a hags. Maybe if there was, like, one time there was, like, a funny joke we had, you know, that'll get in there. Um, I love only, those. I, those were always my Chris, favorite. Only Chris and Anne are getting, a, mm-hmm. you know, full-page takeout, like, full-page uh, paid advertisements in there. I love the, the inside jokes because, like... Nine, me nine years out from high school. Anytime I crack open an old yearbook, it's just a. Comp- I don't know any of these people. I don't know these mm-hmm. words. I'm reading High mm-hmm. Valyrian. Everybody's named Torgo Nudo. Everybody's like, saying Dovagetis. Do- 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 They're all saying Dovagetis. I don't understand. Shout out to I still remember it to this day to my friend Wilson. Not going to dox, dox him um, on the pod. Phillips. Um, I do believe in my eighth grade yearbook. The only thing he wrote is Devil May Cry is better than God of War. Is he, um, was was he right? Um, I, I listen. I I I think um, in our circle of people who like games like us, probably yes, but maybe not in the mainstream. Right? You know, is, is Devil so May Cry he, is Tavis Touchdown? That's where he lives. Right? No, that's No More Heroes. Devil May Cry is Dante. Oh, okay. Who is not to be confused with Hades? Right, which is the new game that everybody. Which is played. the new game with all the the sexy people in it? Right. Yeah. Uh huh. And I don't get mad when I die in it. That's when true. When a fucking I, wizard shoots a million purple orbs at me. I know this about you. you. You wouldn't do that. I don't cry. I don't have a cry about it. I'm, I have a job and a mortgage. So Can I talk some shit about Plain White Tees before we move on? Of course you can. So here's the, so this song starts, uh, they say, um, you know, tonight the headphones will deliver you the words that I can't mm-hmm. say. Tonight I'm writing you a million miles away. That's how I just held up mm-hmm. my... Uh, I held up my phone to the, and I just played mm-hmm. it directly from uh, Spotify on that one. Yeah, it sounded great. Thank you. Um, so it was a million miles away, and I was like, I, l- I had to look up when "Hey There, Delilah" was written, and this mm-hmm. that came out a full calendar year after this one, and that song was like, I'm gonna write the saddest song in the world, and it, I'm only gonna be a thousand miles away. Pathetic. Mm-hmm. Pathetic. Watch this. You're like little baby. Oh, also when um uh, Patrick uh Peter Patrick says. Um, my smile is an open wound without you. Uh-huh. That's the fucking Joker, babe. That's the fucking Joker, dude. <laughs> fucking, and that was that was pre Dark Knight. Exactly. He was he was twisted before we even knew what that term Heath meant. Ledgeman listened to this album and said, "I have a great idea. Let's put the Joker in makeup specially this time, and then I'll He's I have an idea." He says, I got a bit of an idea. What if we laughed at crime and murders? What if we were, hey, everybody, let's stop filming Lords of Dogtown right now and let's put Uh some freaking twisted makeup on me. Let's get a little bit twisted and a little bit dark and and find humor in things that others might find. Enough about 10 things I hate about you. Let me give you one thing I hate about society, and that's society. That's all of it. That's society, babe. (laughs) That's, That's Take a sip. 
<laughs> uh, next up, we have sending postcards from a plane crash, parentheses, wish you were here, per- close I love that pop punk shit where it's like, if you didn't get the tone, let me explain in the parentheses that I'm, exactly. I'm, let being, me just... I'm being epic evil. And, um, sorry to, to this track, but it's the most, like, you know, this is one of those, um, songs that would be on, like, pop punk goes a different genre. Oh, yeah. Um, and it would be from a band you never heard of in your life. This is kind of what it sounds like. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is, this, this would is be the, the doors that play this song. Yeah. Um, I do like the part when he goes, Seven the day, seven the day, with you. you. Like, that sounds kind of good, but other than that, I uh, I don't have much to add about this song, to be honest. Um, I wish I had golden insides. That was just something that was an evocative line. Uh-huh. Um, uh, hedonism bot reference. We got Bender. Yeah, we got Bender. We got uh, Most robots are represented in this album. Uh, yeah, they did a great job. My two notes for this that we haven't hit are just that the chorus does hit, so I agree mm. with the Sever the Ties. I think that's pretty mm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a pop. All you need to do have a successful pop punk song is like one catchy line, and like you're good. Like oh, you don't yeah. have to do any other work. Yeah, you can just as have a whole song as- where you just go my say yeah, 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 and if it sounds good, it's just the whole song. Exactly. That's sometimes that's all you need. Um, I also had a, I also had like a certified stupid guy thought listening to this. Okay. Cause you know, with it. sometimes like, you know, I listened to smells like teen spirit and I was like, you know, it's like, damn, I wish I was, uh, I wish I was in high school and had like a jacket tied around my waist, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was listening to this, I was like, damn, I wish I could listen to this while going through a really bad breakup. <laughs> <laughs> Brain genius shit. <laughs> Let's go. Reaching new level of understanding. <laughs> Only the smartest. Uh-huh. Very few oh, lands. That's great. Uh, before we hit go to the next song, let's check it with the patreon.com slash thrones. where if you like, um, you can donate to us. At $1 a month, you get all of our bonus content, including uh, words and deeds that I do with Brooks. Uh, Brooks got swerved a little bit yesterday, I think, because I said we're going to do... Act five of Metal Gear Solid Four, the final act, um, and I'm guessing you thought that was the end of the game, but um, yeah, yeah, it was a uh... Kojima's trick. We still have a full hour and twenty minute epilogue to watch next month. And so. I love that for us. Um, also, normally this is where I'd plug Carry Me Home, but uh, I think unless you know, we're gonna need to wait for like the DVD collection of Jim's Joe Biden moments before we. Yeah, can and you're gonna have that. to wait four to eight years for that. Exactly. So, uh, car- Carry Me Home, you know, you can check the list out. We watched many multiple Jim Carrey films. Yeah, we got Archive um, Jim. And we're going to be moving on. We're going to be pivoting to a new project, uh, similar in, in spirit, but, you know, a different different function. It's kind of like going from, uh, you know, the, the traditional uh, Takeshi's Castle, but now we're going to be doing the American-style Wipeout. Um, oh, okay. So that's kind of where we're going with that. I think that tracks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for that. Funny also, is still available on Showtime if you want to watch Funny it. Funny is on Showtime, two full seasons, which you should watch because they're good. Also, if some you tweet say, about it, the creators will name search and say thank you. Some may say the top two seasons of anything Jim Carrey has ever done. Um, so far. Scholars have said that. So far. We still need to see where SNL ranks. Um, at $5 a month, you can send in requests for Funpoint, like we're doing right now. Um... If you can, just pick someone other than Fallout Boy, because we have a lot of that. Yeah. So, got that covered. Uh, thank you to everyone who suggested Fallout Boy. Thank you. Uh, and you get shoutouts at the end of episodes that we always remember to do. At $10 a month, you get all that plus, especially you just set us in Discord. 
And um, we'll make a monster for you in Fire Pro Wrestling if you want to have a guy, like, beat the shit out of Pete Wentz and, like, make his stats really shitty right, yeah. and make him cry and fart and shit. With yeah, we'll have, we'll have Mayor Pete beat him up. We'll have Mayor Pete beat him up. We'll have Mayor <laughs> Pete uh, as the manager for uh, Panic at the Disco guy. Yeah. How, how dare you stand ring. where he stood? And we'll come, they'll come to the ring doing the dance together. That would be funny. That would be really funny. Um, anyway, patreon.com slash Thrones. Next up we have Chicago is so two years ago. You know, um, I went to Chicago two years ago. Mm-hmm. So this song There's a light on in Chicago. That's how this one goes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a light on yeah. Yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> I swear, like, so, sometimes I look at these lyrics and I'm like, wait, how does this one go again? And as soon as you I put the voice on, I, I find it immediately. You, two things. You have to, it's like, it's like name of the year. You, first you have to read it, and then if that doesn't help you, put the voice on. And then right. you'll know exactly. Um, it's, so, I know, I, I guess I didn't know Fall Out Boy were from, like, the, you know, you know they're probably actually from, like, a suburb, a suburb of Chicago, yeah, but Rockport. they claim Chicago. Yeah. Uh, there's two other Chicago pop punk bands uh, that true. I know. There's one two. of them is the Lawrence Arms, and the other one is Alkaline Trio. Right. Um, I guess Fall Out Boy are the most, you know, commercially successful. That's true. Of them. Um, that's all I'll say. On- they they love talking about being from Chicago, though. So that's true. Yeah, they're it, on that CM Punk shit. People from Chicago love that shit. They love to show you their cool flag every yeah. second. Yeah. Would you like to hear some Chicago made punk? I, I would love it. Can you please also hand me a hot dog uh, in in the traditional style of yeah. your city? Those are fucking can, good, though. Can you also like, go not into lie. an UFC? Thank you. Like, like I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm I'm over the deep dish discussion because it's not pizza. Like, it's not traditional pizza, so there's no point arguing it. But a Chicago dog is is fucking gets nutty on you. Okay. Do you think? A cor- do you consider a corn dog a hot dog? Um. No, a, cor- a corn dog is a corn dog. Okay, it's a it's a different meal. That's I right. I don't want to get caught in the Be- weeds too much. Because if someone said I'm going to give you a corn a corn dog and handed you a regular hot dog on a bun, you feel like this is not what I wanted. Absolutely. We don't need to relitigate this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There is some good food from Chicago, so so I've heard. That's true. Uh, also, that's, there's that's a why light I, there. I had my first cheeky Nando's in Chicago. Yeah. Were you looking for Phil, or were you you know? On some other I mission. was looking for Phil, and the Chicago flag is CM Punk's tight, so every time I saw a Chicago flag, I said, hey, it's Phil's house. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't. I was yeah. seeing Mr. Daniel Johnson, and I got to go see the bean and take a funny picture in front of it. it take funny. a funny picture of the big bean. Yeah. It's funny. It's, you, you make like a, like a, you know, like a flicking gesture in front of it, and everybody laughs. That's so fucking, you should, you should pitch that shit to Family Guy, dude. Yeah, I should pitch, yeah, they've been putting season 19 on Hulu every Sunday. They've been uploading it and giving me some new stuff to watch. Uh, not a, not a very good season so far. Very Stewie-centric, yeah. very uncreative. Yeah, that's kind of, um, that's how you know they're, like, running out of it's ideas. It's, like, three straight, like, Stewie time travel adventure style episodes. And it's like, listen, we love those. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shows that have gone on way too long, can I give you a Grey's Anatomy update? Absolutely. Uh, we're up to whatever, like, I don't know how far Netflix goes, but we're up to, like, season uh, 15 or something. And what they started doing is going along the, like, SVU route of, like, ripped from the headlines. But it's it's all shit, like... 
earlier in this or early in fucking like season one or two, I think I told you it was like, oh no, the heart surgeon can't get to surgery because he was shot and he needs surgery. So what oh, are we going to do now? It's like, oh, no, this patient is an undocumented immigrant oh, and he can't cool. pay for it. What are we going to do? Uh, don't worry. The doctor's like, we'll take care of it. And then the boss is like, you can't do that. Everybody so in unison says, I know what we'll do. Vote. Vote. We'll all vote. And it has to be the thing where the, the, the undocumented immigrant, he's like, I already have two jobs. I'll pay work four jobs to, to help my sick daughter. Sure. And then one person's like how can the country be like this the system is broken and then the other guy's like well you gotta pay for it so that's kind of how that's going but Damn, also jesse williams is still there and he's very famous so um i don't know not good wouldn't recommend it stop watching it after like season three yeah watch funny instead in my opinion watch funny instead yeah here's my thing about chicago is so two years ago fallout boy mm-hmm. this is going i'm breaking a fun point commandment on this one okay some rules are made to be broken so yeah. i hate to say this but maybe at this point in the album, they should put in, like, a slow song to, like, break it up a little bit. Uh, see, uh, you know, I might be on your side with this one. Because I They, honestly, slow, I they slowed the it down a little bit with the, these friends are gold. But it does get a little bit samey. Yeah, it was, I, I had to, more than usual, I had to, like, look down and make sure I was still listening to the same song. Or, you know, it was, it mm-hmm. was, you know, it's thematically cohesive. But mm-hmm. also, it's it's tempo cohesive in a way that in the same way that it's constantly 180 beats per minute. Yeah, if you're just hitting the nos constantly, then eventually you're just going to feel like you're driving normal, mm-hmm. and you don't want that. You want to you want to feel the wind in your hair. Um. Next up, we have the pros and cons of breathing. I'm pretty sure this one and the genius is like Pete wrote this one because it's sad. The pros and cons of breathing is significant in that it was one of the first songs that was written in the band's now standard format. Format Stump writing music for Wentz's lyrics. Uh-huh. This is a change from early in the band's career when Stump had a larger role in writing lyrics. Why is every genius annotation the fucking longest sentence I've ever read with no information <laughs> in it? Like, who taught them how to write like this? I'm like, I'm thinking about Fall Out Boy lyrics and like, it is really like, this is like dark deep mm-hmm. shit about being buried and then like you go to current <laughs> fallout boy and it's just like she wants to dance like it's like pete's okay. got one trick and it's talking about being buried um i'm gonna take back what i said about whatever the last song i said it about but this is the most forget- forgettable song on this album <laughs> let me see uh, um i had i had some so this is Here's how you know Pete Wentz said this shit and that he's a sex pervert. My pen is the barrel of the gun. Remind me which side you should be on. Damn. Damn. He's right. Can I can I show you something ingenious on this one? Yeah, sure. So if you go to verse one, like the second part of verse one, there's an interesting annotation about if I if I can move, I'm sure it would only be to crawl back to you. Okay. Did you just post this? No, I didn't. This, this, this. Okay. Do you want me to explain to the viewers what we're looking I would, at? I or? would love for you to explain. So, um, I feel like this, uh, from two genius contributors, Berto Bruh and Zeke41D, uh, the lyrics it's, uh, referencing, uh, last half, last part of the first, first verse, it says, I must have dragged my guts a block, they were gone by the time we talked. Um, so this is, this comment is saying, you know, has to go through the whole fucking, uh, spiel 
emotional pain, ba ba ba. Guts are often synonymous with courage. He had confidence going into the breakup, but by the end of their conversation, all of his courage was gone and his self confidence ruined. And then there's a picture of the 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 son from Family Guy vomiting, and it looks like he's throwing up mud or shit. Um, um, I don't know how vomit's usually stylized in Family Guy, but it's like a it's kind of like a a wood brown color vomit. Right. Uh, so it's from the famous epic hack scene from Family Guy. Okay. That you watched in 2005 at some point. Yeah, and by I virtue definitely of being loved alive. It. And it's just it's mm-hmm. a it's a funny sort of vomit related gross out style scene. Mm-hmm. It's a real long Cam Pauly style gross out comedy scene. Yeah, my favorite thing when I'm watching a comedy and when I want to like laugh and have a good time, I love when something fucking gross happens, like when there's shit and farts and blood and spit all over the place i think damn this is gross and really funny can i tell you i watched um have you ever watched seen the movie orgasmo i have not seen it isn't that by south park yeah i watched it they put it on netflix and uh mm-hmm. i was looking for a movie at one o'clock two nights ago and i said what if i watch orgasmo mm-hmm. did how, how what what uh what did it get on your uh letterbox uh on letterbox backslash airbrooks um mm-hmm. you can follow me there i gave it two stars i didn't i didn't hate it as much as i thought it still wasn't very good and it was just very sort of Okay, yeah, so, two, two, you know, two star special. Like, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was better than, um, what did I, I, I watched The New Guy with DJ Qualls last week, and that movie, dog shit, one star. That, that just sounds like a half a star movie. Like. Yeah, it's absolute poo poo garbage. But Orgasmo, mm. now here, you mentioned it's the South Park men write it, and it's like, what if I told you that this was a story by the South Park guys that stars a Mormon guy? All right, I'm starting to see. I'm I'm following the the path here. I'm seeing kind of where things, you know, the the career progression. It's if what you if will. there was a Mormon guy that wanted to wait until marriage with his longtime Mormon girlfriend, but then he got cast as the lead in a porno movie. That's the YouTube thumbnail. Yeah, <laughs> where he's making like a shocked face yeah. at the and camera. It's, uh, it's NC17. Leave the kids at home. Not a very good movie. Okay, two stars. Um, can I talk about Fall Out Boy for a second? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Um, let me see. Um, so the post chorus in this one, after, you know, I want to hate you as much as I hate myself. Very, very mm-hmm. sad. Could crush you with my voice. Sure. Um, yeah. Doing fucking, uh, dragon, dragon shouts. Yeah. Like this is Skyrim what Jon Snow did to the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you, you took issue with some pronunciation earlier in the album. This was my uh-huh. sort of, uh, my, I threw a red flag onto the field, uh, challenge on the play on this one. Challenge. Yeah. Coach. He challenge. says, stood on my roof and troyed. He just at least like, he could have said could have been worse. He could have said rough. That's true. He could have said mm. stood on my roof with a glass of water and Troy. Stood on my roof and Troy like that. <laughs> You're doing too much, bud. Yeah, it would have been a little bit too too Peter. Um, yeah. Freaking sweet. <laughs> freaking sweet. Mm. Um, let me see if I have anything else. My next note is just whoa oh. I quite like that. Oh, I noticed yeah. um, I had a classic. So not every week do we come up with our own sort of individual interpretations that Genius doesn't cover. But mm-hmm. the second second verse, Patrick says, I hate the way you say my name. It's like something secret. My pen is the barrel of the gun. Um, mm-hmm. So that line, I noticed that, you know, it's thinking that, like, um, I'm using my my lyrics to, to, to hurt you. Shakespeare's sword pen. Exactly. The pen is mightier than my words. But hit, you know? Okay, so my pen is the barrel of the gun. What if you made it one word fewer and you pushed Mm -hmm. together pen and is into the famous word of penis? Because then it would be my penis, the barrel of the gun. Which is also, it sounds like he's describing his his penis. And then it's like, remind me which side you should be on, which I assume is like a, do you want to, like, smash? 
And see, see now I'm doing I'm doing Pepe Silvia style um, connections here. So we're talking about you know pen pen is penis. Um, just switch this around and look at it and like squint your eyes for a little bit. And when when Patrick Stump said, "Hey, who's writing this song?" You know what he found out? Pete is. So damn. Um, Can I tell you just... also? Every time mm-hmm. you say Patrick Stump, I always think you're going to say Patrick Star, and I get I get so excited to see where you're going to go. But it's Patrick always Star. Just Patrick. Lead singer of Fall Out Boy, let's go. That would be, I wonder, it would sound a little something like this. Like this. <laughs> it's just the fucking Uma Thurman song, but over the, <laughs> the band, the like Super Bowl band uh-huh. footage. Yeah. Uh, next up we have Grenade Jumper by Fall Out Boy. This is about my friend Chris. <laughs> it is famously about your actual real life friend Chris. Yeah, he, 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 he's our only friend. That's so, true. Because now you've met him. So. Yeah, I see him and I say, hey, Chris, you are our only friend. Um, I was I was worried about it at first because I thought this was about someone who died, but it turns out that that's not true. So we could just. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just about the first guy that was like, there's like, you know, the, it's the famous vine where it's just like the guy with the stereo on top of the building. And, and, and there's three, three people, people downstairs. Yeah. Like uh-huh. that's Chris is just the one guy down there. The one guy. That, yeah. Uh, kind of a bit of a swerve from the like, hey, we made it, you know, no one thought we could make it. No one said four white guys playing pop punk from Chicago would be able to be successful. But look at us now. Ooh, you look like Uma Thurman. It's a big baller move, though. I do respect that it's like, it's us putting out a, a, P, a P-Got tribute episode to the first person who downloaded the, the Ants Pussy episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, thank you for uh, liking and subscribing. Thank you, uh, like Pope Puncher sixty nine, for <laughs> everything you've done for us. I have tried um, to figure out mm-hmm. the sort of because unfortunately I looked up the um, Chris did have a falling out with Boy. Ah, uh, you know it happens. So I I went to the live journal that was linked. Um, oh, that's how you know it's going to be good. Yeah, and it was Cliff Notes version of the post. Pete tried to steal. This is from Chris. Pete uh-huh. tried to steal my girlfriend. He talked about me behind my back. He's a liar. He's a sellout. He broke edge. He makes fun of his fat fans, and he throws away the gifts people give him. I mean, just from what I've learned doing this episode so far, I'm going to take Chris's side because he was our biggest, our only friend. He was friend, my only so. friend. And listen, he fucking broke edge. He broke edge. Like, what What do you What do you expect? You know? Mm. Um... Next up we have, uh, so Genius says, calm before the storm, parentheses, take this to your gray version. Yeah, I didn't really look into that. I didn't know what that, I assume there's um, probably like a rockabilly version at some point. I'm having, I'm having a bit of confusion here that I need something cleared up because I did scroll down, uh, and I see, uh, in brackets, there's a portion that says guitar solo. Did, 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 did uh, you just completely out of your mind? As, as far as I know, there is no guitar solo on this album. Let me, let me dip in and see, uh. Yeah, I, I, this didn't happen. So maybe that's, maybe we're, we have a different version than the Take This to Your Grave version, which is Take This to Your Grave on Spotify. Right. It's, it's kind of, what I think it is, is you know how, um, you know, like a riff in a Blink 182 song? Yes. 
it's that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think they say, and now here comes Slash, and then Slash shows up for two minutes and just fucking cranks one out. Slash is so low! And then he starts, like, wailing. Yeah. On top of the grave from the November rain. Yeah, video. I think it's probably just sort of, like, the riff. Um, it's, it's just kind of that going, no like, singing. like that for, you It's know, like how there was the, the, the one song early in this album, like, it opens up with just, like, singing with no backing music, and everybody in the genius is like, that's acapella, and it's like, well... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, tech, like, technically, but not spiritually, you Yeah. Know? Um, um, I had to do some mm. other research about this song. I just had, it was so hard to get me back into the mindset of 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you, you hear verse one, um, Patrick is saying, there's a song on the radio that says, let's get this party started. So let's get mm-hmm. this party started. Mm-hmm. When I, when I hear that lyric, mm-hmm. I'm coming out. See, I I didn't think that. I thought they. I thought we were talking about let's get it started, ha! Let's get it started. Uh, Oh, let's get it started in here. The the radio friendly version of that song. I you know I did not realize that that was the radio. I know that they said the bad word in it, but I didn't realize that was the original name of the song. World famous pop group Black Eyed Peas really said this is going to be good, and we're going to put it out, and every commercial in the world is going to. We're going to put it out after nine eleven in the twenty first century. And we're going to think that that's that's good to do. Yeah. Um, I got to be honest. I don't have that much to say about this song, but I really do want to talk about the next one. Um, let me just make sh- so. Um, yeah. The only thing I was going to note is like there's more Panic at the Disco connection because they'd say the like better kiss, better fuck famous line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I, I just wanted to note with this one that like at this point I'm like I keep expecting a cell phone song. Do you mean like one where a song ends with a phone ringing and someone picking it up and being no, like, not like an Aaron's party calling up like Pizza House on the phone to or order someone's voice like through a phone style? No, we do get that later. What I mean is uh-huh. like a like like a damn relationships aren't the same since MySpace dot com. Oh, like yeah, but but then it was, I realized it was like two thousand three. They didn't even have MySpace dot com yet. Was that like two thousand five, six? Yeah, something them? like that. It was just, it mm. was just, it really like put me in the minds. It's like how people, you wonder like, what did, what did people do before cell phone times? Exactly. And, and all you did was hang out with your one friend Chris and drive your car off of a bridge and and constantly get girlfriends and and drive them into walls like Mac and Charlie do in that one episode. That was that was funny. I was do you really know anything funny. about Othello before we move on? I love Othello. Okay, because there's something about um, in the pre-chorus. That mm-hmm. is about Othello that I just wanted to let See. you know about. Mm-hmm. So, okay, it's the what do you do when you're – what you do on your own time is just fine. My imagination is much worse. I just never want to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is – according to Genius, this idea is expressed often, though less tongue-in-cheek in songwriting and literature, including Shakespeare's Othello. Does that make any sense? I mean, in the in the sense of saying like this, it, it's kind of the same thing as saying like there is drama on this album, which also is sure. is present in Shakespeare's. Work. There's there's a story in this. A concept album is like they're all references to the Epic of Gilgamesh in a way. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. We have we each of these songs on my album is from a different perspective, much like the Canterbury Tales. Sure. Like <laughs> it's kind of that. Yeah. Uh huh. Gotcha. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to talk about the wheel? I I was we will talk about uh uh breaking the wheel, but just while we're on the Othello, I was going to go see a performance of Othello for my birthday in March, and guess what? Still hasn't happened yet. Damn. So <laughs> probably not going to see that anytime soon. You're not going to pop into one of those like uh 
those like Zoom Zoom theater performances? No, I'm not going to watch a guy talk at his computer. I'm doing that right now. So. Oh yeah, you're not um, doing the the thing that like uh, my improv club is doing and just like having Zoom meetings where you're like that. I fe- I felt all of my bones leave my body before you finished that sentence. Gotta tell you. It's a challenging experience. <laughs> it, it does seem a bit difficult to do. It's, yeah. you know, because big things are like, you know, object work and, you know, blocking and staging. And it's it's very mm-hmm. hard to just sort of be alone in your apartment and be like, you, you what's up? I'm a at... pizza guy. Your pizza you, here. Yeah. Just like look at your TV and go. Congratulations. You're UCB now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what we have reinventing the wheel to run myself over Daenerys Targaryen. That's kind of what she did. That's true. I'm not uh, going one, to reinvent the wheel. This this one, oh, okay, fucking Batman's butler, Michael King. <laughs> um, do not go gentle, Khaleesi, into that good night. Wh- what do we do when we invent the wheel, Mr. Wayne? <laughs> uh, I, no this, one's good be- this one's good because it makes you mosh out of a fridge at the start of it. Oh, yeah, because it has the crowd chant for, like, two syllables. <laughs> yeah. Like, Prove yourself! Yeah. yeah, so, um... And then the drums are going very fast. Love that. Um, and that just makes me kind of, like, close my eyes and get kicked in the, in the head with the spin kick. Right. Um, takes me back to being 17. Yeah. Can't do that over a Zoom call. Exactly. Can't get kicked in the head or punched in a dick or anything like that. Well, I do. A thing they do on this, um, I sometimes I pre, I, I, they, they get a bit too close to overdoing this is when it's always on a pop punk album where at the end of the song you have, like, the dudes laughing. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but on this one, it was funny. Who I'm getting lore. Oh. Uh, the end of the song features a scream followed by laughter. This was the result of the band's friendship with plain white tease drummer Damar Hamilton. There you go. Connection. Um, it was. I I did have a sensible chuckle at the guy doing the like gang vocals chant, but just by himself. I do love um, that. And it was funny. I laughed at it. Sorry. Um. My say yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. Get say yeah yeah. Sounds yeah, like I'm making fun little. of it, but I do quite enjoy it. It's 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 fun to do. Um, the other Bye thing, I, myself. The other thing I do want to just want to that I do want to that this song makes me think about is so it's like yeah. I'm I'm a failure at everything. I'm 18 going on extinct. Mm-hmm. If we happen to have any 18 year old listeners, let me just say, mm-hmm. don't sweat it. <laughs> I I got even like. Now, you know, I'm joking like, oh, I'm old. I'm a boomer. When I was 18, I was not thinking about that shit at all. I'm right. like, I'm going to live forever. So. <laughs> Nine years from now, you will look back at your high school yearbook that all your best friends wrote in and you'll say, who? And then you'll close your yearbook and you'll go to your socially distant improv meeting and you'll be better for it. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about it. <laughs> at all. Yeah, I don't remember who I was at 18. I don't I don't know what I was about. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's all good. I have no idea who that person is. Don't yeah. listen to Peter Patrick. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, finally, we have the patron scene of Liars and Fakes. It's fucking Seth Rollins theme. Fucking This, Seth Roll- this is like a song that got rejected for the Tony Hawk soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> like first, first, first draft of 96 Quite Bitter Beings asked Riff. Yeah. I'm holding it's, out, and I'm holding on to every letter in every song that works. I, I don't re- remember, is it, but I, I feel like uh, it, the riff was just like, like shit, the shittiest version of an early Thrice song that you can imagine, <laughs> and that's what we got here. Sorry, Patrick. This is 
Apparently, they were like, it's it's the last song. We gotta be epic. This is apparently it was foreshadowing for the next album. Mm-hmm. In that, like, I guess it slaps, and like they're gonna, mm-hmm. they're like, this is foreshadowing because our next album is going to be really famous, and it's going to have all the songs that you know on it. Mm-hmm. It's going to have "Dance Dance," we fall apart at the seams song on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like on a previous episode I mentioned the en- enig- enigmatic figure of the ska guitarist. Sure. Um, I feel like there's another. We're going to add another guitar ca- lore character in here, and it's the pop punk guitarist who always wishes that he was in a metal band but isn't good enough to be in a metal band. Right. Because that's what I'm really getting on this. Like, yeah, this is heavy. Uh-huh. This is my sick riff in standard E. <laughs> Here we go. Y'all hear about <laughs> Also, like, this, according to Genius, this song represents significant growth for the band as Patrick Stump had to, quote, grow into a previously untapped vocal range. I love doing that. I he love that. I love just growing also, into that. He, we forgot to mention he tries to pull some Mariah Carey shit on Saturday, and he does not pull it off. Sorry, well, yeah, who does? You know, he tries to get up there. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I'm, I'm scared to even do the do the voice on the chorus on this one because it's so like so weird. Re- it all goes to hell. It's all the way up there. It's you can't. I remember listening to it and I was like, is this like a guest vocalist? Like this doesn't sound like how it did for yeah, the rest of the Yeah, that was some like uh, attack attack uh Maylene uh-huh. and the Sons of Disaster kind of very high. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um other than that, I don't know. I, I I don't have much to say other than pointing and going and going haha uh heavy riff. Yeah, this Sick. was uh, this is what this is what it's like I love I love an album that just like starts and ends at the same place where it's just like I'm so mad at my freaking girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so at first it was I'm going to drive you into, you know, the river and now it says are you going to say sorry uh-huh. for when I drove you into the river? Like like Okay. And we, I mean, I, I like, this is one of the choruses that I do think is, did unlock like some deep recess of my brain where it's like, I do mm-hmm. think I do remember this chorus from mm-hmm. riding my scooter around at the skate park in 2005 or something. Mm-hmm. But, um. You, you heard, yeah, you heard it so, off of someone's like shitty Zune or mm-hmm. whatever. At this point, I was just thinking about that Tumblr post and I was doing a little bit of research to make sure I remembered it right. But it's like, you know how the funny new meme is like Joe Biden burying a dog at his campaign rally? Mm-hmm. There was back in my day, there was a post where like it looked like uh, Pete Wentz was taking groceries from like a homeless man. Uh-huh. I also, I feel like it was more recent, but it's the, the image of Pete Wentz like walking by Bruno Mars or oh, something. Oh, yeah, I remember that Have picture. Seen that one? And Bruno Mars is smiling. Right. He's, I hope I hope Bruno Mars is, is nice with it. Yeah, he did do Uptown, Uptown Funk, so... He did Uptown Funk, and he did Treasure, that is what you are, like, I like that one. He did that, so. yeah. Hmm. I just think it's funny when people take pictures and put them in the opposite order and say that Joe Biden buries dogs. I think that's, <laughs> I think it's delightful. Just classic, classic shit. Um, well that's, uh, take this, what is it, take this to your grave? Take this to your grave. Is that what it is? Um, I, I do, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was very, um, Salim style rude on this one because I know Fall Out Boy can take it because they're very famous and rich now and they say Uma Thurman. Yeah, so. yeah this is we're doing um, praxis. I exactly. quite I quite liked it. I did, I did just like miss. I I was hoping for that one. You know, it's like we dipped into pavement and I was like I don't really know pavement, but it had cut your hair on it, so I had like that one like I um, like I will know this one. And yeah, I, exactly. going into this one, I was like Fall Out Boy, I will know this one, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. It was very confusing mm-hmm. to me. They said, "Sorry, but I we're going to put them all I in the did, next one." I did. Listen, 
putting myself on blast. I owned the fucking uh, CD of From Under the Cork Tree, so. Oh, yeah? And I played it on my Sony Discman, or whatever it was called. Love so. that. Yeah. You were on that Joseph Def- Star shit. Exactly. I, 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 I listened to it before I got in a plane crash, so. <laughs> um, Slap City, right? Yeah. Uh, Slap City is, for, for those who don't know, it's a, we, we also do a playlist where we pick songs, and sometimes there's a theme, and sometimes we just do whatever. Um, uh, I'm up first this week. I was going to go with, as previously mentioned, another pop-punk album from Chicago that was released this year, which I believe was Alkaline Trio's Crimson, which I don't like. Um, so I said I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I am going pop-punk. Um, I'm going to a uh, a band that was just signed to, I believe, the same uh, the same uh, label that Fall Out Boy was on when they put this album out. Um, sure. It's Meet Me at the Altar, um, which is uh, they, what it's like. Um, they said instead of um, all these white guys singing about getting in car accidents with uh their girlfriends they said we're not going to do that Mm. so um i'm picking uh beyond i think yeah beyond my control um from their 2019 album ep yeah um and it's good and you like to hear it and then they hit you with the breakdown and i was like okay i'm getting into this and then they hit you with that that pinch harmonic that like and i was like hell yes let's go okay i'm fucking i'm moshing um so, yeah, that's my pick for this week. Um, I assumed you were going to pick a Fall Out Boy one, so I had some backups. But if we're not, I, th- I feel like we should have a Fall Out Boy one on, and I, I fortunately am going to have to be mad casual on this one. So I'm picking Uma Thurman by Fall Out I'm Boy. Picking, uh, Uma, I'm picking Sugar We're Going Down because it's a good song. It's a good song. Yeah, it's, um, I'm not doing this he in does, a scene, it's an arms race because that's a bad song. But alternatively, does say Sugar We're, we're Going, going Down is a good song. He does say we're going down, down, and blah, 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 So. Like, it was my, when he said that shit, he went off. In my opinion, and I haven't revisited mm-hmm. this in, this is dangerous to say about any old YouTube video, but mm-hmm. that was my favorite, uh, YouTube misheard lyrics video. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, I'm just the nuts on your bedpost, and somebody drew like balls on a bedpost. And that's like, really funny. Remember that whole genre of video from like 2008? Or I do. I, God, I, God, I wish I could go back. Yeah, great shit. Uh, I feel like the, 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 I don't remember the song, but the, the, like, funniest one was some Trivium song, um, where the guy's just yelling the whole time, and I remember, like, dying laughing, because it looks like he said balls or something, so. so fucking funny. Just having some good memories. (laughs) There's a song on, from Under the Cork Tree, called Seven Minutes in Heaven, parentheses, at a Van Halen. Cool. Sick. (laughs) I listened to this when I was 14. (laughs) And I loved it. Um, anyway. Uh, let's check into questions. At, you love to hear it on Twitter. We usually post the day before we record, which is usually, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Friday night. God, you're posting questions to at you love to hear it. Um, let's see. Okay. <laughs> From Dick Girl Boxy on Twitter, at Sylvie Sir, her friend of the show. What line from this album would you use as an MSN status? You can't pick, I read about the afterlife, but I never really lived, because that's my one. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you had uh, gamer friends across the globe, but they didn't They didn't use AOL Instant Messenger. They used MSN. I was going to say, um, I don't know if that was like a Canadian thing or like... So the, 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 the uh, poggers shit about MSN Messenger 
was that you know how on AIM you had your away message, right? And yeah, you'd have to yeah, go yeah, away yeah. and put that up. On MSN, you could just have a message up, like a status that would appear to all your your internet friends. Oh, okay. So you could put cool lyrics of your favorite songs there. That is cool. Um, mine is about my, my friend Chris. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, I can't come to the computer right now. Hey, hey Chris, I know we, we, we usually talk on AIM, but uh, for this joke, we're not. <laughs> mine would, I mean, mine would just be a fucking, like, not funny, like, edgy one. It would just be like, tonight the headphones will deliver you the words that I can't say. Yeah. But but it would be, um. would, would you type it in, like... Would you have like uh chiller like symbols? Font? Chiller, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Next up from Antigone, let's go Gunther K. Black Lives Matter on Twitter. I can't th- think about Fall Out Boy without thinking about marching band because in high school, an opposing team's band played Centuries and Uma Thurman, and then they were dicks to us as they got off the field. That's evil. Were either of you in marching band? I was not. I was. I didn't do any extracurricular activities. I went home and played Shadow of the Colossus every day. If not, choose a song to add a trombone to. Um, I was also not in marching band. I wanted to join, but I wanted. I only wanted to play trumpet so that I could learn how to play Christian ska songs that I could perform in youth group. And yeah, I, never I feel out. like it wasn't even the like everything about marching band that I was like, nah, not my thing. Um, it was kind of like moving as you're playing music. Yeah, everybody's uh, like, damn, this tuba's 50 pounds, I hate carrying it. And it's like, exactly. no, you that's, don't have that's to, right? That's why, as, as soon as I have room, I'm getting a drum set, because there's nothing better than playing music while you're sitting down. Oh, um, yeah, I'd love that. And I feel like drums are the most socially... Like, you can only sit down and play guitar if you're in Pink Floyd or, like, a jazz guy. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the only acceptable times to sit down while you play guitar, so... Of course. Um, I kind of need, like, a chair um, attached to my instrument, so... Yeah, I do love a chair. I've been sitting what's a get, lot lately. I love what's, it. What's getting the trombone treatment? Um, what's a fucking song? <laughs> I would um, love to. I've so I was thinking. We've been talking a lot about like later Fallout Boy that I don't care for, and the song that I keep thinking that it is sort of thematically similar to in my brain is Twenty One Gun Green Day. Okay, because I feel like that song just does not slap in the way that it should. It, yeah, not at all. It doesn't. It's very slow and it's like, 21. And I hear, if you got like some, if you got some of that in there, I feel like that mm-hmm. could, that could really spice it up. Uh, my, uh, like shitty, you know, joke answer is, uh, real big fish. So then they have three trombone players. I do like that. Um, uh, what would, let's see, what would be real? <laughs> um, it's, it's just, um, uh, the weekend blinding lights. Just put a, a trombone alongside the synth, and it'll sound great. I can't wait until the pandemic's over so we can have a new number <laughs> song. <laughs> so, like, what? So, like, it just feels like, because Blinding Lights was, like, the last song to come out before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And now that's all that we can listen to, because nobody can go into the studio. Exactly, there's no new shit. So I mean, just, at least it's good. It is like, good. it's a good song. Yeah, it was the official theme song of WrestleMania where nobody was there. We loved it. Uh-huh. Gronk danced uh, to it. We smiled. Gronk. Uh, from... Zen BGF on Twitter. If Coheed and Fall Out Boy were the same band, what would their song titles be like? I, there's so many different uh, permutations of this question that I don't understand. <laughs> so is it if, like, they just switched names, or if they switched members, or if they were, like, all in one same band? Uh, I don't know. 
I feel like they would, you would have to, t- to combine them, you would have to take song titles that are just like a favor house Atlantic, where it's like, what the fuck does that mean? And then the mm-hmm. Fallout Boy half would have like the, paren- the parenthetical afterward. That yeah. just like, so here's, here's what you do. You have a pool of, um, like pre and post parentheses, and you can just mix and match them and procedurally generate. Yeah. You know, it's a, a so, favor so, house so, Atlantic so, in parentheses. I hope you drown in the Atlantic. Exactly. Yeah. Something like that. So you get you get to kind of you have to feed it into like a predictive text generator, and then you could get like in keeping secrets of Silent Earth three parentheses, um, yeah. you know I'll be there when we die. Yeah, we we forced a robot to read ten thousand hours of Fallout Boy song title, and it says man your battle stations, and that's it. <laughs> Finally, we have from All Hallows Neve at Nickelwolf friends of the show on Twitter. Who would win in a fight between Patrick Stump and the guy from Front Bottom? Let me look at Patrick Stump. I see. Here's my. Remember, I I I gave you my Patrick Stump lore earlier on. I feel like he's a very kind of, um, you know, like not a hermit, but like you know, he keeps to himself. He has like very niche hobbies. I feel like he's not a fighter. Where I feel like Front Bottoms guy isn't a fighter either, but he can be very like unpredictable. Front Bottoms you know? guy would kick this dude's ass. Like he has just kind of a uh, like electric, like unpredictable energy about him that Patrick Stump cannot measure. He's up the, to. he's the he's the like the the apocryphal story of the nerd who gets bullied one too many times and just goes absolutely sicko mode on the bully. Exactly, and just yeah. like makes the bully have to transfer schools, and the whole time he's going adios. And yeah, like, he he's if the the kid from the you're talking to a future U.S. American soldier vine actually became an American soldier, yeah. and that's like what he's doing now. So he, I feel like it would ha- he would have to be like pushed to the edge, but he he would do it. Patrick Stump would not stand. Listen, a I'm looking at both of these people. The pe- I'm comparing them to famous Game of Thrones characters. Patrick Stump looks the most like Ed Sheeran from Game of Thrones, whose name I think was Eddie on the show, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very funny. And Brian Front Bottoms, he's kind of he's got kind of a Podrick vibe, and we know that Podrick is fucking epic and loves to fight and is good at killing. So I mean, Podrick, I'm taking him no chance. Yeah. Like, thank you for the questions. Thank at you. you love to hear it on Twitter. Uh, with this being a patron pick, you know what that means. I think I'm up. I think it's Eddie's choice. I'm gonna, let me just pull up my, my yeah, little yeah. pick information. Um, ooh, cracking it open late, huh? Yeah, I forgot about it. Great Value Ginger Ale. One of those, like, eight fluid ounces cans. Love that. Alright, so it has, has the flavor, though, for the, you know, for the price value, like, what would you? It's not, it's, it, it's the closest thing that I can approximate to, like, doing a shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In terms of how spicy it is and how much it hurts to drink? Yeah, I was just kind of like, I'm glad this is audio only. I just kind of recoiled from the the, sh- the sharpness. It's so much fucking better than Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Oh, my God. Have you ever tried one of the... Uh, well, it's Canada Dry, I think. But they have, like, Canada Dry Bold. And that shit is so spicy. I I, it, I was going to order that at the beginning of quarantine, but I got scared. So I took it out of my Definitely, cart. if you can find, like, a bottle of that, I would get it for the experience. So you can see how spicy it can really get. Do not buy the 12-pack. Okay, that makes sense. It's okay. too much. It's too much to deal with. Anyway, um, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Uh, what year, when we talked to our friend uh, Bobby D, sure. around what year was was that? Like, Are you asking, like... It, the, the record. Like, 60, what? 60... Okay, I thought you were 60s, asking, like, late 60s? to guess. It was 65. 65? Okay. Uh, well, we're uh, gonna go ahead to the distant, funny year of 1969. The summer of 1969, you say? Yeah. 
So when I give you that information, is there any any way you're leaning? Any um, you know, guesses? I think you you're might giving have? me Brian Adams, Summer of '69. Summer of '69, no, um, not that classic funny song where you say nice every time. Funny um, six I string. Think, I think uh, <laughs> uh, uh, related to that. Uh, Kim told me once, very rare for Kim to have a kind of, um, you know, bold and South Park style humor take. Sure. Um, in that song, Brian Adams, song of Summer of 69, he says, I got my first real six string. Kim thought he said, I had my first real sex dream. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Some kind of edgy humor from Kim there. Can I, I that from can I tell you, I was, so I just like, I Googled 1969 album. And mm-hmm. the first one that came up is Abbey Road, and I just think that would have been so funny if you fucking alpha moved and picked the Beatles before I could. <laughs> yep, that, that this is Eddie's trick. It's my pick, not yours. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at an album. It's a, you know a tight forty three minutes. Um, yeah, so I, not okay. I think I so it's forty three minutes long. It's not that long. Um, there are five songs on it. Is it's an interest? Is there something that has to do with sort of the flow of time? Um, well, uh, the, no, do you think I'm going to pick fucking Pink Floyd? No, I just think that maybe the, my reference point from it is maybe a character from a television show that can do interesting things to time. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you may, maybe you've seen the cover of this album. There's two ways you might know this. One is the cover of the album where it's a close up of a nasty man. Yeah, we're doing the mustard plug album. And, and the other one is is a character from uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that no one understands how his power work. It's in the court of the Crimson King. Sure. By King Crimson. I have no idea what the fuck this sounds like, but I'm excited you to... You know what it sounds like because he says 21st Century Schizoid Man. Yeah, I, I saw that that was the first song and I said, hey, there's Epitaph on this one. That's also JoJo. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was on purpose. Um, yeah, I wonder if they did that. There's a song about... Um, the Court of the Crimson King is just what people who don't watch Game of Thrones think Game of Thrones is about. Okay. So that's going to be fun. I'm fucking, I'm be, I'm absolutely delighted by some of the right, like, every, every, I don't want to get too much into the album discussion before I actually listen to it, but like, mm-hmm. the people who are on this album, according to Wikipedia, are just like, Eddie generating like, that baseball sleeve McDichael, like, kind of yeah. like, it's, uh-huh. uh, come up with five guys. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Robert, Robert Fripp, Fripp, uh, Pete Seinfeld. <laughs> Pete, Pete Seinfeld, uh, Greg Lake, later Greg to be Lake. in Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Uh, Ian McDaldo. Ian McDaldo. Mike Seinfeld. I'm looking forward to it. This will be good. Maybe. I'll, I'll have to look into it, but you know, this is, um, one of the originators of the modern, uh, progressive rock genre. Okay. Uh, so maybe I can put in a call to one of our progressive rock correspondents, see oh, if we can, uh, get them on the, on the show. Insight. It's so good, dude. You're going to hate it. Does it have words on it? <laughs> it does have words on it. Okay, cool. It's one of my favorite parts of music. <laughs> yeah, when you, <laughs> I know that about you. I know when we, when we did yes, there was like, there was only so much you could say about how, all right. And then four minutes in, they all go, ah. <laughs> and we did it's, love it's that. It's good though. He said it. You know, a, a album's going to be good when you look at the uh, personnel and someone is listed as playing saxophone, flute, clarinet, bass, clarinet, mellotron, har- harpsichord, piano, organ, vibraphone, backing vocals, and production. Oh, they got Eugene Hutz, Gogol Bordello on this one. They did. They got all of Gogol Bordello on this Pretty one. Pretty good. Uh, uh, Peter Seinfeld is credited with illumination. <laughs> this rules. All right. 
So in two weeks, um, in the court of the Crimson King, that's fun point. Next week on Five Grams of Iron, it's the last episode. Send in the clowns. Uh, send in the clowns. We're done with it. Edward Elric is there. Yeah, fuck Maybe that show. Boring. We hated it. Boring hack fraud. If everything goes according to plan, we may even uh, tune into that because we may, we may be announcing our next project mm-hmm. for when it's over. No JoJo till at least next April. Yeah, so, but uh, they're gonna do it. They're gonna do they're it. Gonna, they're gonna do it. Um, <laughs> Stone Ocean Summer 2015. Let's go. Summer 2015 is coming out. We're gonna do it. Um, so tune in for that for our next uh, big announcement of our, our podcast. Um... I think it's time for patrons. Oh, yeah. Am I on patron duty? Um, do you have it, it up? Yeah, I'll get over to it and do the fucking stupid sorting system. I need to take a big sippy first. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that right now. Let me just look up a classic <laughs> sports score while you're doing that. Oh, cool. We lost. Tight. Okay. So thank you to our best friend of the show tier and above patrons. Here we go. They are Ziva, Sophie, Silvery Air, Sensual Kazoo. Oh, yeah? <laughs> new edition. Sarah Lucky Dice Kirby, Ducky Aisha, Barrier Trio. Hey, Bean, you know? <laughs> Weed Lord Vegeta, um, going through the very convoluted method of seeing the rest of our friends. Walt, Valerie W., The Master DS, Sylvie McAvoy, Stephanie Ruff, Ryan Lester, Reza Hawkby, Reliet. I, I said Reza, so... Sorry. You got it. Remember Isaac the Reezer? I do. Raleigh, Paul, Paul Moran, Paul Blart, Fleshcart, Onion, Kalolifair, Nick Jagged, Nicholas, Nicholas Tartaglioni. Where are you? Hey, Tartaglioni. Um, Neve Noel Williams, Nero Wyvern, Milk Succubus, Maximilian Rower, Magenta Rice, Magdalene Jen, Lauren LeBanc, Kay Darling, Janos Capovari, Hackabee, Graham of Steel, Emily Vanderwolf? Yep, got it. Eddard Stoink, Derek, Great Big Sword, Curse Goat, Caroline Savage, Brian Randall, Breakfast, Boygameister, <laughs> Black Hayate is a very good boy, Terrific, Audrey Olson, Antigone Progany, Anna XB, Andres Gonzalez, Alex C, Roy, Sarah and Blair, Ryan West, Patrick Gallagher, <laughs> and I'm so sorry. More Gigantic like a lethal Larry. restore. Gigantic Larry, Elliot Valentine, Destry Hawk, two by two pro wrestling Noah podcast. <laughs> Good. Trigger Harpy, Alex Shout. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, I haven't watched any of the G1 Climax. Different promotion, I know, but. Didn't watch any of it. I heard some of it's good. I like to see Shingo, so. Yeah, well, the New Day broke up, so I haven't been catching up with wrestling. Did, did very they much. officially break up? I, uh, if you can believe it, I haven't been watching, but I did, okay. uh, I pop over to the Squared Circle Reddit from time to time to sort of see some highlights. And apparently, mm. like, on SmackDown last night, they had, like, a big sort of, like, they were all together for the last time, and they had a nice big speech, and, um, they better just keep the fucking podcast going, though, because the podcast is, like, yeah. one of the only good podcasts in the that, world. That must be the only reason, like, Xavier Woods didn't turn on them, is because they yeah, have to keep the kayfabe of the podcast. I'm evil now. I'm evil now. I'm making my own podcast with Kenneth Omega. I was the guy who, who took a Hurricane Rana in TNA and threw up in the ring on television. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. I didn't when he was that. Consequences Creed, he took he, he took a Hurricane Rana and just completely blew chunks. It was pretty good. It's a better name than Xavier Woods. I, I yeah, you're right. It's, it's a better name. It's a better name than Xavier Woods if he was a Friends at the Table character. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, that's our show. Yeah. Uh, thank you, friends at the table. <laughs> yeah, thank you, friends at the table. Uh, thanks. Um, I guess thanks, like, uh, what the to the drummer from Fall Out Boy. I think the guitarist is Joe Troman. I think that's his name. Sure. He's all right. Yeah, thank you to Braun Stroman, the drummer. Of thank Fall you, Out Braun Boy. Stroman. Um, thank you to the Gordons Fisherman. Thank you, Biggie thank you. Kofi. Thank you, Biggie Kofi. Thank you, Consequences Creed. Thank you, Mayor Pete, for uh Thank you, Mayor Pete. Being no, thank you, Panic at the Disco. Thank you for doing the dance. Not thank you for the song. Enough of that. Yeah. Thank you for the thank you for the Venom, My Chemical Romance. Great. Thank song. you for the Venom, My Chemical Romance. Um Thank you to the Black Eyed Peas for changing the title of that one song. Thank you no, for thank you for, thank you for the movie Rushmore for teaching me about anti Irish bigotry. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks to um all of our favorite um all of our favorite films like Rushmore, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, Orgasmo, Orgasmo, uh, the 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 one that was like Jacques Cousteau but wasn't Jacques Cousteau, but Bill Murray was. Oh, in Pink it. Panther, Steve Martin. Pink Panther, Steve Martin is what I'm thinking of. Thank you, Clue. Thank you, to the thank movie you, Clue. Tim Curry. Let's get a go. That's where I was. I'm just free associate. Thank you. I was going to go Tim Curry. I was going to go Rocky Horror Picture. You're on thin ice. Um, right. We'll Your mileage you may later. vary. Yeah. Um, see you next week on Five Grams of Iron. Thank you, Sinister Gates. Yeah, um, Johnny Christ. Johnny Christ. Uh, John, all the members of Avenged Sevenfold. Sinister Gates, Johnny Christ, Patrick Stump. Uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim Carrey parentheses mask version. Wow, what can't he do? <laughs> um, make me have a bad time watching Saturday Night Live, which I'm about to go do right now. <laughs> Goodbye.